lower and and that's really a class issue and and race does come into play this is let your voice be heard right here on whcr 90.3 fm the voice of harlem and we are back this is let your voice be heard right here on whcr 90.3 fm the voice of harlem Again, if you're just tuning in, my name is Selena Hill. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs, Jackie Cohen, and no Stanley Fritz. Are we upset about that? Nope. Alyssa? We, we got rid of Stanley Fritz. I know, we did. <laughs> last time we said that, jokingly on air, we got a caller that was like, I hope you didn't really do that because I'm going to stop listening. <laughs> so it's just Fair for enough. this week. Yeah. <laughs> just for this week, guys. So we just wrapped up a great conversation about Bill O'Reilly and the culture of sexual harassment in the workplace. And just in case you didn't get it, women are the victims here. That's why we weren't speaking about boys or men. It's because women are overwhelmingly the victims. And, and not, to be clear, that men aren't victims of sexual harassment and certainly in the workplace as well but it is as selena pointed out overwhelmingly uh women who are the victims here right so great now we are moving on to the news roundup where we talk about some of our favorite stories of the week the ones we love the ones we hated the ones that made us tweet and of course you can let your voice be heard by chiming in the number is 212-650-6903 so i wanted to kick off the news roundup by talking about donald trump's approach of the his hundred day mark right so in a few more days donald trump will have been in office for a hundred days and it's actually he's actually at the lowest approval rating of any president at this mark since 1945 it feels like a hundred years Can I just say, really? sorry, it feels like it's been 100 years. Well, his approval rating is down so low. It's at 42%. I believe President Obama was at like 61%. Uh, Ronald Reagan was up. Like every other president I, I in think, recent time I was think, much higher. Um, I think bed bugs are more popular than yeah, that. Yeah, right. He's not popular. And he's doing a big did rally. Did you expect <laughs> him to be? Well, his base is 96% of elected. his base is still supporting but him no matter what. his base is like 30% of this country. That's nothing. Yeah, it is nothing, but he still won. Right. Yeah, he won because of the Electoral College. We've right. had that conversation at length. I mean, he lost the popular vote by, you know, the largest margin a ever. Ton, right. Um, so, like, this is not surprising. I mean, listen, the, the entire Donald Trump administration is problematic. We've talked about this at length. He has accomplished, like, nothing. He apparently fires tomahawk missiles while eating chocolate cake and thinks it's a joke. This entire presidency has and been a joke. And thinks that he's bombing Iran and or Iraq and not... Afghanistan. Oh, God. He, like, goes on the record saying that he bombed the wrong country that he actually did. But anyway, <laughs> Selena, you had a... No, we were, we were just talking about Trump, so... I oh, mean, just venting? Okay. Well, we can turn this into the Trump vent session he, did, he didn't accomplish a lot when it comes to legislation, but all those executive orders he passed, I mean, has... Yeah, but they don't have to. They don't even what do anything. Do? Exactly. Well, well, well okay, and some of them were either walked back or weren't legally uh, permitted, such as, like, the Muslim ban. But it, one thing he has accomplished, that is putting the country in a state of pandemonium because we don't know what, <laughs> where he's going to go next. I'm glad that we clarified that one. I mean, in the, in the first 100 days so far, we've had two failed Muslim bans. We have Mexico saying they're not going to pay for the 
wall. Um, we're, you know, like, when does the winning start, guys? When yeah. does when, when does the winning start? Somebody please tell me. Um, because all I see is a loser who keeps losing. <laughs> right, pretty much. So... Yeah, well, this is just day 100. It's, it's approaching, and we'll continue to see what happens and, for the next and, four and, years. And we also had Sarah Palin oh, and yeah. um, Ted Nugent visiting the White House. Actually, I want to get back to that subject of hypocrisy for a second, yeah. because when Barack Obama had Common at the White House, Common, who, oh, yeah. by the yeah, way, if, if you're not familiar, oh. like, this is, Common is a rapper who talks about social justice stuff, like, he does not make trap music, right? He is not just talking, not, not that there's anything, did, and even if he did, I was going to say, not that there's fine. anything wrong with rapping about sip and syrup, or whatever it is you want to be rapping about that speaks to your real life and real cultural experience, but, like, Common doesn't even rap about that stuff, so this week, Donald Trump has Sarah Palin come to the White House with Ted Nugent. Let me remind everybody what Ted Nugent is famous for. He's famous for crapping him his crapping his pants when he got drafted in order to get out of the draft, okay? And writing a song about how he wants to screw a 13-year-old called Jailbait. I swear oh. to God. This is what we have at the web at the White House. We have pedophiles hanging out with sexual predators. Isn't that nice? No, it's not. It's horrible. Well, speaking of things that are horrible that happened this week, apparently Bernie Sanders endorsed a candidate who is pro-life. And oh it's, this really upset Jackie. And um, but And Alyssa, well, Jackie texts us all and was like, read this article. I am so upset. Jackie, please I clarify why you, why you are so upset that Bernie Sanders is just trying to employ a 50-state strategy to try to get more Democrats on board. Okay. Tell us why you're mad. Tell us okay, why you're mad. I'll tell you why I'm mad. Um, because... The way, so he, this was a, I get, I'm not mad at Heath Mellow like <laughs> I am at Bernie Sanders, right? Because Bernie Sanders was asked, do you think that this is okay? Like, why are you still supporting him when he not only is anti-choice and remains anti-choice, you know, and people said, well, Heath Mellow, he's running for mayor. He doesn't have a lot of control over, um, you know, the pro-choice options like and bernie sanders defended him and said you know we're going to have to compromise with people if we want to take over um and you know if, if we want to enact this 50 state solution we're going to have to compromise we can't agree on every issue and we're not going to agree on this one issue and he called it one issue right and stanley put up a post this week that i really loved and resonated with that said you know when we talk about pro-choice and you know just the issue of choice in general, we're not just talking about a woman's right to choose whether or not she carries a pregnancy to term. We're talking about a woman's ability to have ownership over her own body, right? We're talking about whether or not we think that it's acceptable for a man to tell a woman what she's allowed to do with her own body. And, you know, if you listen to the first segment of the show, obviously men still think that they have power and ownership over women's bodies and can sexualize women's bodies and, you know, say whatever they want about them. And we need to move in a direction where women have control over their own bodies if nothing else right i mean women don't have power over this country right they don't have we're we're gaining power over these bigger well, institutions and if we're not even allowed to have power over our own body and our own reproductive choices how are we going to gain power anywhere else well i think theologically bernie sanders agrees with that but i think that i am sure he well, well 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 here's the thing yeah. if and, and this is something that came up even at the Women's March. And I asked this question. I'm not sure if you were on the show, but I was like, should we have uh, discriminated or should we have invited pro-life women groups to come on board and join our base? Because some women who are Democrat, but maybe socially conservative, maybe pro-life I and may feel like they're being 
or or, or ousted out of the Democratic no, Party. I, so no. should we be more inclusive just so that we can win I, elections? I encourage someone to come or on the show or call in to, to tell me why I'm wrong. But I do not think that if you don't believe in a woman's right to choose whether or not to carry out a pregnancy, you don't believe in women's rights, period. I don't think that if you believe that women don't have access mm. or should not have control over what happens to their own bodies, then you should don't believe that women should have equal rights as men. I just don't. And I think that Bernie Sanders, I don't believe that he he's anti-choice or anything like that. I'm sure that he is staunchly pro-choice. But I think that it's a little problematic that he's defending anti-choice candidates, right? I think that it's a little problematic that he comes out supporting these one candidates and says that others aren't progressive enough um, in congressional races, right? I think that Bernie Sanders has a following of men who are known to be misogynistic, right? And he's addressed it. He addressed it during his campaign that there's a group of men that really don't care for women too much that have been supporters of his campaign. And to then perpetuate this, I think, is extremely problematic. I think there's reverberations from his endorsement here that aren't so obvious in the in you know, the immediate future, but I think that we're going to feel it in the long term. No, and I would agree with Jackie on that. I mean, listen, here's like, well, I should clarify. One, I think it's perfectly okay for a politician who's a Democrat and who's a progressive to say that they are personally pro-life, but that they support choice. Like Joe Biden is the perfect example. Being pro-choice is not pro-abortion, right? right? Being pro-choice is the right to choose. It doesn't mean that you think that everybody should have an abortion. It means that you support a woman's right to choose. Right, yeah. So, I mean, like, somebody like Joe Biden, who, um, you know, is pro-choice uh, and supports a woman's rights to choose, but personally is uh, against abortions in his, you know, his personal moral feelings. That's okay, as long as you're not perpetuating laws um, that would do that. But here's my biggest issue with this. Not, uh, uh, Of course, um, some of the things Jackie already mentioned I have issues with, but I'm not going to repeat them. Here's my big issue, which is the Bernie Sanders people, which I was one of, I voted for Bernie in the mm-hmm. primary, spent so much time having litmus tests about who was not sufficiently progressive enough in terms of Hillary Clinton. And they would say things like, oh, well, Hillary has this stance on this one issue. And because she feels this way on this one issue, even though I support the things she supports on 99% of all the other issues, I can't vote for Hillary Clinton. Um, I'm going to either stay home or I'm going to vote for Jill Stein or I'm going to vote for a third party candidate because I don't support Hillary Clinton's stance on this. Like, for example, Libya or, for example, Syria or some other issue. And that means that Hillary Clinton is not progressive enough because of this one single issue. And now to turn around and say the exact opposite and say, oh, well, it's not such a big deal. You know, like, you know, it's just this one issue. Well, that's the exact thing that you same thing you were saying about Hillary Clinton. Oh, I can't vote for her because of this one issue. And now you're saying the exact opposite. Oh, well, you know, it's just one issue. You shouldn't not vote for this person over one issue. Make up your mind about what it is you want. And guess what? You can't be progressive if you're not going to be pro-choice. So if that's your position, that you're going to support somebody like this, then count me out because I'm not going to be part of this progressive right. movement of no, yours. That's a great point. And Alyssa. nearly 70% of women who get abortions have income below 200% of the federal poverty line, right? So that's roughly $48,000 a year for a family of four. So if you're running on this campaign of economic justice and you want um, to... You know, like you can't do that and be anti-choice, right? If you think that women should earn as much as men and that women deserve to cycle out of poverty, then you should support a pro-choice candidate. Well, the women that support 
uh, pro-life, the pro-life movement, uh, whether you just say that obviously they internalize sexism, but they honestly and legitimately feel that they are protecting a life. Right. And they don't see it as I just want to be controlled. They say that we need to protect life and no matter where you think life starts off. So we have differences when it comes to how we perceive the creation of life and they do and yeah. somehow they think it's so important to protect something that has not been brought into the earth rather than protecting the children that are here and who are going hungry you know, I don't understand it but that's how they feel but what you just mentioned is the very key to all of our abortion leg- all of our abortion case law in, in the court right which is this concept of people being able to decide for themselves when life begins up until the point where science tells us we know that it does right the Planned Parenthood versus Casey decision is based on the fundamental concept that as a human being we do not want the government dictating to us when life begins we don't want the government telling us life begins at 10 weeks or life begins at conception we want to be able to decide for ourselves when life begins obviously we know science tells us that at 24 weeks an, an uh, embryo which becomes a fetus now becomes viable can survive outside the womb at that point we know that science says at 24 weeks life has started but prior to 24 weeks some of us may want the decision to say life has not begun at 20 weeks and some people may say life begins at conception the entire jurisprudence is based on the understanding that I can think it's 20 weeks. You can think it's conception. And all of us has the have the opportunity to, and the freedom of choice to decide for ourselves. I don't want the government telling me when life begins up until 24 weeks. I want to get to make that decision. That's what choice is about. That's what freedom is about. No, you are absolutely right. It just, I mean, if you think that this isn't about men having power over women's bodies, then you're wrong. If you think that this is about, you know, at the end of the day, this is just an ideological argument and, you know, some people are more religious than others and whatever. I mean, th- that's true, right? But at the end of the day, this is about men holding on to power over women, right? If men have power over women's bodies, their reproductive choice, the things that they are allowed to do with their bodies, then they whole withhold power from women um in all other arenas as well i i don't think that you know at the end of the day i mean i think that there are, i know that there are plenty of women right um who are pro-life who are staunchly anti-choice who do not believe because they think that life starts at conception but i do think at the end of the day that is not truly someone who is pro-woman and you know we could talk about internalized misogyny and sexism at length on another show i'm sure but i don't think that you can support someone who is anti-choice if you support women definitely guys and if you support us or you don't support us you can call in and let your voice be heard the number is 212-650-6903 or you can tweet us at be heard underscore radio we're taking comments uh we're checking in and of course we love it when you call in Alyssa? so i'm gonna switch gears uh for a second because this week uh was 420 which is national marijuana holiday um which was highly celebrated in many states where marijuana is legal and, um, and I'm sure places where it's not. But I, the reason I bring this up is because, um, you know, this week, Jeff Sessions actually doubled down on the war on drugs. And as we have discussed at length here, the war on drugs has had a significant impact on people of color and specifically on men of color, which is a 
big issue that one of our callers called to mention um, during our sexism uh, and sexual harassment segment that would have been uh, a better comment to call in to give right now during the news roundup. Um, so, you know, marijuana is legal in a lot of places in the country um, under state law, uh, but it is not legal under federal law. And for a long time under the Obama administration, the federal government said that they were not going to spend time and money and resources pursuing states, um, pursuing people who sell marijuana legally under state law. Um, but now this week, Jeff Sessions actually came out and said that he wants to bring the war on drugs back, even though the war on drugs doesn't work. Um, and so that just makes me think that uh, you know, something I've always really known, which is the reason Jeff Sessions really wants to bring the war on drugs back is because Jeff Sessions really likes racism. Guys, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, everybody? it's Jeff Sessions. What else can we expect? The thing is that's so concerning is, you know, when Jeff Sessions was being nominated and he proclaimed to be not this racist person that Coretta Scott King <laughs> right. wrote this letter about. I'm beyond that. I understand what happened decades ago but it, but it's not it's not true right. once a person shows you who they are and they show you those true colors that's who they are and believe it or not we have a racist elected as an attorney general and this is just one thing of many that's probably going to happen over the next four years yeah Maya uh, Angelou said it right when someone tells you who they are believe them the first time so when Jeff Session tells you and everybody else tells you that Jeff Sessions is a racist. Believe him. Believe them. He is a racist. Karada tried to warn us. I mean, like, speaking of, like, if <sighs> the other thing that happened this week was Je with Jeff Sessions was that apparently Hawaii isn't a real state. Why should we have to listen to some judge that's on that island in the Pacific? You yeah, know, the one that's called state. Hawaii, an island in the Pacific, right? Yeah. So, I an mean, island that we. Because you know, that island in the Pacific, it's apparently called Kenya also, right? You know, because that's why we need the president's birth certificate. Right, exactly. Because he comes from the island of Hawaii, Kenya. Right. <laughs> exactly. Guys, I'm being sarcastic if no, you no, aren't clear. No, no, no. We get that, guys. But unfortunately, we do have to take put an end to this segment. But don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about the March for Science that happened on Earth Day yesterday and a huge march that's going to be happening in just a few more days. It's called the People's Climate, Climate march. march. You got it. Thank you. Okay, so guys, don't go anywhere. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard.